Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community podcast. The purpose of this show is to highlight people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, our country, and even the world a kinder place to live. I am really excited about the guest that I have on today. His name is Brian Talley, and I met him through a mutual contact. He happens to be a military vet, and as you guys know, that's something very special to me. So Brian's on the show today with me to talk about some legislation that he's trying to get pushed through, and really, we only have a few weeks left. So Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Trish. Absolutely. So give people a little bit of your background. Sure. Um, I'm a former Marine veteran. I was a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. Um, after my service, I uh, started my own uh, small uh, landscape business that was very successful. Um, uh, I have an entrepreneurial mind spirit. I've always uh, given back to the community. I uh, was a football coach and a baseball coach. I have four children, uh, been married uh, 22 years and you know, just an overall contributor to society and uh, somebody that's always led by example and, and, you know, it, you know, has always been there for my family and my friends and my country. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, what an amazing background you have. Now, let's talk about what it is that you've got going on right now that we need to get this message out to people so they understand exactly what, what you've put into it and mm -hmm. what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah, so back in January 2016, my world was rocked. Uh, just, uh, you know, one day you're living the American dream, and then the next, uh, you're trying to pick up pieces um, of, of brokenness and having your livelihood completely stripped away from you due to no fault of your own. Uh, very long story short, um, I suffered some very catastrophic VA medical malpractice uh, due to gross negligence, and I suffered a bone-eating staph infection that ate my spine and internal organs for a four-month period, um, you know, all while I was dying and uh, wilt wilting away in my chair. Very lucky uh, to be alive today. Um, once we filed a, a tour claim uh, with the federal government for my loss, uh, you know, I ended up losing my business, a lot of, uh, you know, equipment, my life savings, you know, our family vehicle, you know, a rental home. Um, and like I said, being stripped of your livelihood and your paycheck, um, we, uh, we uh, filed a, a tort claim for the pain and suffering and the loss. And um, the VA led us down this garden path for quite some time, stating that they were very sorry that this horrifying case happened, um, very, very painful case happen and that we were going to settle your claim. And, uh, you know, so you won't lose everything you've ever worked so hard for in your life. Um, at the one year mark, a, 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 a bombshell letter dropped that stated that the VA was no longer responsible uh, for what had happened to me because they, they, they stated that an independent contractor that was working within the VA and behind the VA veil was um, accused and found to be, uh, you know, in, in charge of my case. So they, they blamed her on what had actually happened and they denied my claim based on a technicality because she's not a U.S. government employee. So therefore they threw her under the bus, did an about face and left me and my family holding the bag uh, with zero recourse and zero accountability, which put me into a 
horrifying place uh, mentally, emotionally, all while I was still battling my pain post-surgery physically. Right. Well, and I think I, so I've listened to your whole story on your website and I'm going to encourage everyone else to do that. It will be posted so that they can go out and listen to uh, your voice and really the emotion behind all of these things that have happened to you, but you're not out there trying to fight the VA. You're trying to make it better for those who come after you. So talk a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. I have never been angry in this. Uh, um, I, I have killed Congress and the VA with kindness. Um, I know that I cannot be a angry man and get things done. I, I, I cannot show anger and close a 74 year VA legal loophole that has destroyed the lives of veterans and their families for generations. So what I've had to do is I have had to run this as if it's my business, as if the VA is a client of mine, as if Congress is a client of mine to be taken seriously, to be heard and to advocate for the folks that have a hard time being heard, um, giving the voiceless in this country a voice, uh, a voice of reason, a voice of advocacy and, 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 and a voice that will fight honorably and that is what I have done. I didn't choose this job. This job chose me. Uh, when this all happened, I went to my congressman who was indicted and let go of his position in Congress. So I came from the only district in the United States of America that did not have a sitting member of Congress. So when I promised myself I would see this through, I had to effectively become my own congressman, learn how to read and draft and write legislation, form an online legislative team, draft my own bill called the tally bill that will ensure the rights and protections of all veterans after they have fallen victim to VA medical malpractice and hand deliver it to Washington, D.C., where I walked the halls of Congress urging lawmakers to change this outdated law that has dishonored veterans and their families for far too long. Um, and, and I'm proud to say that we have had four bills in introduced in Congress in 18 months. And um, this grassroots effort and this cause that we are driving right now, positively engaging with Congress, I could say that we are very close uh, to nearing uh, the finish line here uh, that will essentially bring transparency and accountability back to the VA. So the, the VA is transparent to the veterans that they serve. Yeah. And that's so important. I love that you said this job chose you. You didn't choose this job. And I'm, I'm so uh, thankful that people like you are out there advocating for all of the veterans who don't have a voice, right? That's so important to me. So let's talk, and I don't want to get too deep. If people really want to dig into the tally bill, right? We can send them to a couple of different places where they can get more information, but let's specifically dig into uh, the tally bill itself. The one that you're really looking to push through, right? We've only got a few weeks left. Mm -hmm. we're, we're at the end of the year. We've got to get it through. So let's talk about the tally right. bill and how people can help. Okay, so uh, first of all, what the tally bill is going to do is once 
veterans fall victim to VA medical malpractice, they are going to get all of the information that they need within 30 days. Unlike me, and, and it's also very hard to find an attorney once you have fallen victim to VA medical malpractice because there's a lot of attorneys out there that won't even touch a VA case because it, it it's not a quick turnaround for these guys. It takes a very long time. So when these veterans are doing this all on their own, they know that the VA knows all the rules and they have everything stacked against the veteran after they've already been put on their knees. So what the tally bill will do is it will give you rightful information to that veteran to know what the employment statuses are of the accused clinicians, and it will give you the right to due process. In my case, where it was so life-changing is that once they stated that they were no longer responsible for this, that I needed to sue the clinician in state court because she was an independent contractor. Now, my, these VA independent contractors have VA doctor's coats, they have VA uh, business cards, they have uh, VA uh, credentials, they have VA laptops, they're seeing veterans, they're saying, I mean, I mean, these folks have keys to the building. So they're only independent contractors when they get in trouble. Other than that, they're treated just like VA employees. So here is where my case got very life-changing. When they sent me that letter, they said I had to sue in state court. However, my letter was postmarked the day that my California state statute of limitations had expired, therefore denying me my right to due process um, and effectively eliminating any chance I had on collecting anything uh, for my compensation for my settlement. So the VA protected their independent contractor um, and they made it in a way to where she couldn't even be um, uh, reported to the National Practitioner Data Bank because that too had expired. So when veterans have already been put on their knees due, uh, due to this VA medical malpractice, your energy, you lose all your energy. I was 99% done and I was a strong man. I, I didn't have anything left to give. And so this is why this law has never been changed before because it is, it hurts. It This job is not... Fun. It's not easy. It's full of anxiety. It's full of depression. It's full of, you know, it, it, it is, it has become my obsession. It has become me. It has become, you know, because I know how bad it's hurt my family and, 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 you know, how much it's damaged, um, you know, my body inside and, you know, but, but I've also become a stronger man because of this. And I've learned a lot about myself and about others um, and about working selflessly. So what the tally bill will do is again, it's going to protect all veterans. And where we're at right now is we only have so many legislative days left. Folks, we have two bills active right now in the House and we have one bill active in the Senate. Um, we have HR 4526 in the House and that is married to a Senate companion bill, which, uh, which is Senate Bill 4883 um, in the Senate. I have tremendous champions in both the Senate and in, in the House that are working very hard alongside me, uh, Democrats, uh, Republicans, um, independents. This is not political. This is protecting the lives of 20.2 million American veterans and their families. And I have remained um, completely, um, you know, bipartisan, nonpartisan. I mean, this is something that, you know, you, you never want to bring politics into, unfortunately, in our climate. 
I'm trying to close a 74-year VA legal loophole in the most in the craziest times in, in our in, in our country's right. history. So if this would have been at any other time, I probably would have already had law a long time ago. But still, nonetheless, I've been in this fight for two years, and I, I think we're nearing the finish line. And, you know, you know, uh, your viewers and your listeners, you know, um, you know, we need you. Uh, this is an all hands on deck effort, and it doesn't require much. If, if you want to help close this horrifying uh, loophole, uh, pick up the, uh, the phone, call your U.S. Senator, call your congressman or your congresswoman today and have them please co-sponsor, sign on to H.R. 4526, Senate Bill 4883 in an effort to ensure the rights and protections of all veterans and close this legal loophole. And again, this, the tally bill, it's only there to add a safeguard. We are going to put into place a safeguard. Um, you know, so when this happens, I mean, come on, I don't even know, I don't even know why this takes an act of Congress. What we're doing here, it, it's humanity. I mean, it's an act of humanity. You get hurt. Oh, wow. You need to file a tort claim, you know, civilian hospital or not a veteran hospital. Why do we have different rules and why does the U.S. government treat their veterans a certain way uh, when they should be treating us the same way um, as they would treat civilians in a civilian hospital, um, but it doesn't work that way. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes it takes veterans. Um, somebody, sometimes it takes citizen advocacy to stand up and say, that's not right. I tell you what, let's fix it. And not only will I stand by it and say, let's fix it, but here, let me draft a solution uh, for you and let me hand deliver it to you and pretty much do your job so we can get this done. And, you know, again, staying on top of these guys, staying on top of these members of Congress, sending the emails, send, making the phone calls. Heck, I've got over 11,000 hours in on this mission and we're not done yet, you know? And, you know, unfortunately, you know, it does take an act of Congress to change a law that was written in 1946, that was written so, so one-sided one uh, to protect the sole agency that should be protecting veterans. Yeah, absolutely. And listen up, you guys, all of my listeners out there, Brian has done all the heavy lifting already. He's already got this bill out there. What we need for you guys to do is pick up the phone and call your congressman, call your congresswoman. I'm also going to include the link to Brian's page that so you can hear all the details behind this bill and how you can help and links to get where you need to go so you can get the information that you need so that we can get out there and advocate for all of these veterans that are out there and anyone who comes after us, right? That is walking into a VA hospital and needs, needs medical help or attention from the VA hospital. And they would be treated just as we get treated in a civilian hospital. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's important. And this tally bill really all it's, all it's doing is telling them that they have to deliver information to us in 30 days. Right. So that yeah, you don't they, end up in a bad yeah, place. Don't, don't withhold information from the veteran and watch the clock on this veteran until their state statute of limitations expire. And then you and then you completely, you know, do an about face and leave the veteran holding the bag in a in a state of complete hopelessness and helplessness, you know, after your livelihood's been 
completely stripped of you. You've lost your, the major, a lot of your physical health. You've lost a lot of your emotional, you know, and, and, and mental health due to losing so much of what you've ever worked so hard for, you know, that nest egg that we all grow to save up for, you know, you have a family and, you know, like I said, you, you know, this happened to me and I was your everyday run-of-the-mill American, proud American, tax-paying, contributing citizen of a country that I love dearly. And, you know, again, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to bring some transparency in here to protect those who have honorably and courageously and selflessly served this great nation. So if, you know, I, I, I've been called to serve, um, you know, again, and you know, like I said, when I was 99% done on, on this, I had 1% left to give. I promised myself that I would see this through and I haven't taken one day off um, in over two and a half years. I mean, this is what I do. It's what I eat, sleep, drink, eat, travel, been to DC four times. You know, like I said, we've got numerous bills, you know, that have not only, you know, it, it takes a lot to even get a bill introduced in Congress. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, Hey, introduce this bill or whatever, but to, to get there, you have got to sell them on. This is important because look at what it did to me and thousands of others before me and bringing all this evidence in to show them, to show these lawmakers, look, we have got to fix this here. And the majority of them didn't even know that this even happens because after it happens, it's the dagger, it's the kill shot. And there's nothing left in these veterans and their families once this happens to them. And, you know, again, I think that's why that this loophole has not been plugged yet. It's not been closed, but we're close. We have their attention. And, you know, uh, again, December 10th is coming very fast. We've got two more opportunities for them to vote November 30th through December 4th. They're going to be doing another floor vote and they're going to be doing another floor vote December 7th through the 10th. So we have nine, maybe eight calendar legislative days left that we can hotline this and get it completely passed into the president's desk uh, by mid-December. Um, so that that's what I'm doing. That's my goal. Um, and you know, that's what we're gonna make Brian, it happen. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. And I want to throw this out there. Facebook page rally around tally. So you mm -hmm. guys go out there and check out the Facebook page, follow it, uh, get the information that you need from the post that I will put below the video and make some phone calls. You guys let's rally around Brian tally to get this tally bill passed. Brian, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I love that this job chose you because someone needed to do all the heavy lifting for us. And I think that you're amazing. So thank you for your service not only in the military, but post-military and carrying this bill forward so that we can provide the right kind of care to people who come after us. All right. Yeah, Thank you guys yep. for, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. And that is this week's episode of serving the community with Brian Talley. Thank you guys. Thank you.